Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies, a weekly podcast following four friends as they battle across a homebrewed world called Interiath in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Step into our mystical world called Antiriath and follow our party of three dummies as they adventure across the lands. Talit Grug, half-orc, half-mystery, the fighter, played by Taylor. Body Knot Greenleaf, the halfling rogue with a penchant for taking things that don't belong to him, played by Josh, and the ever-mysterious Eclarian Shadow, half-elf ranger from the Eclarian Mountains, played by Seth. And last but not least, the creator of our beautiful world, the man of many voices, and our dungeon master, Sam. This is the only game I've ever played in my life where there's not a bar showing me how far I am to leveling up. <laughs> what do you think? Do you and like it causes that? Me, no, no, it causes me great distress. Are we above or below halfway? Uh, let me see. You think That's I cool. track that that carefully? You motherfucker. <laughs> you need to. No, I track it really closely. I just, I don't. Have I want to see a graph after every session. You send us a I need a fucking bar graph. graph. How about just a bar? bar? Seth said he wants a bar. Yeah, I just a need bar. a bar. Start and finish. I mean,. And how far along are you are? Yeah. Um, uh, y'all are over halfway from level five to six. Over right. halfway, right? Yeah. Okay. For okay. Second, so they're weird numbers. So, like for a second, I thought I really screwed up the math, but no, y'all are definitely over halfway. Sounds like to me we need to just go kill all the kobolds and Kretox. <laughs> just murder everything no, in the cave. Fucking XP kill grind. All Here we of go. Their giant moles. <laughs> Level five to six speed run. Just trample through the caves, killing everything. <laughs> it in, I, I I know that that is jest, but in seriousness, if y'all complete an encounter without killing everything, you still get the XP. Like those kobolds that ran away, y'all still get the XP for them. Oh really? Them. Yeah. That makes me feel better. That tempers my bloodlust a little bit. I didn't know that. What if we are in a scenario where we could, like, sneak around or passively solve it? Do we still get yeah, the XP? Yeah, you get the XP. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't this know that. This isn't a murder simulator. Yeah, the only time you wouldn't get the XP is if, like, there's... I'll more video game. The only way you wouldn't get the XP is if there's, like, you know, a, two paths, and y'all pick path A and don't go down path B, you don't get the XP from path B. But, like, if you go down path B and there's something scary and you avoid it, you get the XP for it. Okay. Or intimidate them and they leave or whatever. Okay. Right. Yeah, cool. exactly. Like, like if there's a dragon sitting on his horde and you turn around and leave, you don't get any XP for it. But, but if like, you get past him... If you stole all of his gold from his horde, I'd say you defeated the dragon. You know, like... Okay. All right. Actually, I didn't put Joel's XP in for the uh, My scuffle y'all had when you got here. It's, I mean, it's not going to make you level up. It was quite the scuffle. You took out a few kobolds, like, 
Look, let me tell you something. I love Kobolds. I love Kobolds, too. I don't know if you'll still love Kobolds by the time y'all are done don't with these games. Don't you fucking start with me, boy. <laughs> I love Cree Talks. So, speaking of Cree Talks, is it time for Recap. The classic's better. Is it, is it recap time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Okay, so session 16, day 32 at 8 p.m., the fifth day of harvest on the calendar for those that are keeping track. Uh, we debrief Bushi at the guild hall and head over to Debilia to debrief him as it's an urgent need. Um, he assembles his guard and he dons his armor and he sets off to Heathertone with all the information that we could tell him and his quick rush to, to dress himself and get out the door. He tosses us a thousand gold bounty for, uh, handling what we handled at the grotto. Um, that point shadow goes to the library in the guild hall and um, locates the old moon tower on the southwest side of the copperstone mountain range um, it's identified that there's a couple of different ways to get there mostly going to have to be dealing with giants which is not ideal because they're stone giants super aggressive territorial creatures um we find out that the we know that the mountain range was once belong to sycamore um and it's now controlled by the stone giants but shadow um discovered a secret route through the the giants hostile territory at which point bushi says that there is mole people under the mountain path um we the mole people are called cretox and so on the sixth day of harvest uh we set out to try to find them and we're looking for their chief gould um Talik and Shadow go ahead and acquire some uh, teen mail for Talik, who had, he had put a down payment on previously, and Shadow uh, go, goes ahead and gets a breastplate, um, so it increases both their AC a little bit. From Crothin, the armorer. Body Knock bought five sleep arrows and five magic plus one arrows. Uh, so the whole party travels to the mountain cave entrance, and we arrive there around 8 a.m. on the 7th of Harvest. Um, after after camping out during our travels so that we didn't have any exhaustion. Uh, we hear battle cries and screams as we're coming up to the cave entrance, and so we rush in, and that's when we we quickly identify that there's kobolds attacking the Kretox, from what we can tell. We think these are Kretox. Um, so Shadow tries to run the kobolds away, um, kind of talk tough to them. They decide to engage, at which point we absolutely whoop the piss out of the little lizard brats. And uh, they go running off through a smoke bomb that they drop into another offshoot of the cave. Um, Talik and Finn exchange pleasantries, and uh, the new friends head to meet Gould at the Kretok camp. So the whole party um, goes in through At one point, we do come up to a 30-foot by 40-foot door made of copper. Um, mm. it's, it's patinaed over time and it's not really an entrance or doorway that the Kretox use. There's another little side door that we get into. Um, we make note of the fact that one of us is carrying dust of disappearance. Um, 
So we want to make sure we remember that we have that. Um, and then uh, Fenton takes the party to meet his father, the chief of the Cretalks, Gould. Um, he's explaining that he does not want to risk a war with the, the kobolds. He's not sure why they've been behaving the way they've been behaving lately. Um, Shadow and Talik offer to assist uh, Gould as envoys to go meet with the kobolds and identify a solution and you know secretly internally shadow and talik and embody knock are thinking that you know even if they can't make peace diplomatically then they'll just wipe them out so that they can move forward people make war exactly (laughs) i do have a housekeeping note here um don't remember if we talked about it if we do i don't remember um where are the horses hey i have that housekeeping note too (laughs) I thought we left them outside the um, cave entrance. We left the cart back in Billy Talk, and then we rode our mounts to the mouth of this cave where the Cretalk. Yeah, were. and okay. And if I that's what we did, the... we didn't actually like verbalize that at the time. Yeah, I, I was looking at the. Map. I think it was an afterthought. Yeah, I was looking at the the encounter map that we had the scuffle in, and like y'all's mounts were all up at the top entrance to the cave like outside and i was like did they mm-hmm. leave them there like is that officially the word so okay was that what we we're saying that we left the mounts outside I mean, I of guess the cave we bring them in i don't know i mean they're they two of them the are passages? horses they um yes yeah, so far y'all haven't gone in any passages that they wouldn't be able to fit down um they wouldn't be able to see unless you had lights you know they don't have dark vision like you guys do mm. um, the mastiff does either <laughs> yeah i'm fine with just leaving them outside i mean we can we could we could lead them into the Cretalk village well they have fucking superpowers i mean their odds of a uh, random stray wolf getting them is low yeah because yeah, y'all y'all brought the whole buggy right no we left no. the car oh, you the cards at the guild hall okay. Okay. The cart and the draft horses are at the guild hall. It really depends on how big of a sociopath the DM is. Yeah, I mean, at this point, well, I'll I'll tell y'all this. At this point, I would say that you you trust that they're not gonna like run off. Like you don't even need to tie them up, and they're gonna okay. stay close by, and you can find them later. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to the seventh day of harvest sometime around 1030 or 11 a.m. Because we've had our fight, we've traveled for a couple hours, and then now we've spent some time um, chatting in the Cretog village. And uh, I need to check the calendar. Your werewolf ass on this cave away from the moon, son. Yeah, what's the what's the moon looking like? Oh, yeah, it would be in, in a cave where is the harvest calendar um so I, I thought i posted the harvest calendar i thought you did maybe i didn't pin it uh it the 22nd of harvest and it's the currently the 7th Seven. of harvest so you've 19 got... dickety two yeah <laughs> so just drop that calendar in whenever you get a chance and it says at the teeny tiny top harvest so what day did you say we were we were on right now? You're on the seventh. Ah, uh, but a couple weeks of safety here. Yeah. 
Okay. So, um, yeah, y'all are in the Kretok village, uh, ready to do whatever you guys want to do. Um, well, I think that we probably need to take a rest to regenerate any spells or anything like that. I don't know if anybody's HP has been afflicted, but I know my spells are low. Yeah, can you kind of reset the scene for us, Sam? Like, where are we right at the moment and all that? I'm yeah, sure. yeah, so you guys walked in through... So you all came in the front entrance, and yeah, I can kind of uh, elaborate on what the geography of what y'all went through is. Y'all came into that big opening in the entrance area, uh, had the scuffle there, and then the kobolds ran off to the north, and there was another path heading off more straight west and then y'all actually took another path south with the Kretox. Y'all followed that path for about an hour and then came to the big opening. That's where the large door was and uh, y'all went that door headed south but y'all went through another door on the west side of that cavern and went about another hour and then you made it to the Kretok village. From what you can tell the Kretok village is a dead end and is uh, built into the side of the mountains. Like I said last time, they've got their own kind of underground crops where they grow um, roots and mushrooms and things like that. And uh, it's got its whole ecosystem. It's, it's an entire little town down here. You know, it's very rustic. Uh, everything's made out of dirt with a little bit of wood here and there. And, uh, you know, carved stones in a few places. Do we have a visual of, of the town in Tailspire? Uh, well, I don't. I don't have anything in Tailspire now. So just refer to your Discord image for flavor. Um. So yeah. So if you guys wanted to bop around the town, uh, you certainly could. It's kind of built into the side of the cave wall, so it goes up. It's tiered, and so y'all had gone up to the top tier. Who are we talking to? Who are we standing by when we got off? We were talking to Gold about the cobalt thing, but like, where are we? What are what are? I don't understand. So you so so Miss so Fenton brought you back to the camp. Uh, you said you wanted to meet with Gold, so he took y'all up to the chief's house. Uh, and you went in and you talked to Gold, who is the chief of the Kretox, and had that conversation about what it was that uh, was going on, and you know what Seth was saying earlier about the. Cobalt's being a problem now when they were never a problem before and all that sort of stuff. And so Gold was like, yeah, you know, if you want to take... He's like, I I'm in no shape to go, but I if you want to take my son Fenton with you and go to treat with the Cobalt's, that would be much appreciated. Um, okay. But what, it's what really up to you guys. Right it's uh, mid-morning. Okay. Yeah, we can uh, we can rest up if you guys want to, and then head out with Benton to, to check out the Cobalts. Is there an inn or anything that resembles an inn? Yeah, yeah. So there's a kind of a inn tavern looking place. Um, you you go down to it, and it's a little bit larger than several of the other ones. It's uh, towards the front of the cave area on the first floor but it's off to the side built into the wall so it's actually like a two-story place and you walk inside and there's you know it's it's midday so there's some folks eating lunch in there nobody getting rowdy or anything but there's a few Kretoks. um just they all have there's these really low tables 
that are, you know, maybe a foot off the ground, and the Kretoks are just, like, their bottom half is in the dirt. They've, you know, burrowed up and kind of made themselves cozy sitting in the dirt, and, you know, they're lounging on the table, eating their snacks and whatnot, and, uh, you, when you walk in, you hear a, a pleasant voice be like, Well, I'll be darned! It's been a long time since we had any city folks here in our little cave. This Kretok lady walks up to you and uh, is like, My name's Platts. Pleasure to meet you. Y'all gonna be staying with us for a while? I'm just... I, Talek uh, <laughs> sees Platts, which I'm looking at in Discord. Yeah, and she's <laughs> kind of a... She's a big fluffy Kretok, so she's got a lot of, lot of floof to her. And then, you know, floof on top of the floof. Yeah, so Talek sees her, and I'm just like, whoa, and I start to walk over towards her, and because the tables are so low and I'm so big, I just, like, am walking across people's tables, like, stepping on their food. <laughs> One of them just like, hey, Buster, what you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Platts is like, well, hold on, let, let's get you a table, let's get you a table here, and she takes you over to one of the low tables and you can see the the soil around the tables is really uh tilled up and soft and everything people sitting there and she says hold on a second i I think i got me some mats over here for you city folk oh here we go and she grabs like a couple of straw mats like little square mats maybe like three by three and she throws three of them down for you guys and like there you go get you a little bit more comfortable i know y'all aren't as into the dirts as us cretox thank you platts platts how long have you Kretok's been in this area, been in this cave. Oh man, we've been here as long as anybody can remember. My grandma lived here, and my great-grandma's grandma lived here all the way back, as long as anybody can remember. You know, used to, there were dwarves that mined these caves. They mine it for copper, but they mined out all the copper years and years ago. I hate to be rude, but how long does a Kretok usually live oh but. no nothing rude about that that's a perfectly reasonable question for somebody ain't never met one. Oh, you know we live about 50 to 70 years just kind of normal human like lifespans that's about what you guys living right yeah something like that i kind of just wink at uh shadow <laughs> it's old ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> shadow amused by the conversation Picks up one of the mats that she laid for sitting on, rolls it up, lays down in the dirt, and puts the mat behind his head as a pillow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Make yourself comfortable. Can I get y'all anything to eat? We got a few specials going on today. I just would like a, a pint, and I think we're looking for a place to rest up, even though it's midday. We've had a long trip. Oh, I totally understand that. Well, I got I got some rooms in the back if you're looking. Do you have any sausages? For a dirt room uh <laughs> sausages oh oh you mean like the meat kind i yeah, do have sure. some i've got some uh mushroom jerky it's uh been told it's pretty similar i'm sure i'll try some all right and uh you want to knock mirror what happened last time you ate some mushrooms uh, full sin baby <laughs> so uh she says you want a pie can i get you anything sir uh, looking at Shadow. No, madam. I'm fine, thank you. Alright, alright. And so she uh, scuttles off and comes back with your with your food and a pint. She plops down uh, this 
little tray. It's got like three juicy looking sausages on it, and they're they're not so much sausages as they are like they don't look like dehydrated vegetables like you're used to. They're they're plump, but they're shriveled down, and uh, you go to take a sniff of them, and they have like this really pungent, spicy aroma coming off of them, and. Uh, you know, if you if you take a bite into one, they've got this just like really intense, almost horseradishy uh, pungency to them, but they're pretty darn tasty. Mm. And then the the pint she pops down, she sets down a little wooden mug, and it kind of fizzles a whole bunch and uh, boils up and boils over the sides like a really almost like a soda, not a not a beer per se. Dog's gonna grab it and like slurp slurp the foam down off the side and when you do you get all these flavors of think think more like a root beer than a beer beer Mm. it's just this really uh strong pungent intense root flavor and it's uh moderated with a bit of a cinnamony taste and it's uh also quite delicious and she says uh now you be careful with those we've been permitting that for quite a while so it's got some real kick to it um, and so she shows you the the rooms after whatever whenever you're ready. She's like, I'll show you to your rooms whenever you're ready for the rest. Mm, I'll I'll take another pint to go up to my room. Plat, what's the deal with these kobolds? Have you have they made it into town? Have you experienced anything any trouble with the kobolds? Oh heavens, no! That would truly be terrifying. No, they 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 we've been able to keep them at bay for now. I don't even think they've made it to the old door room. Yeah, we've been keeping them off day. You know, if you want my opinion, I think that it has something to do with what's been going on with our moles. What What's going on with the moles? Tell us more. Oh, you haven't heard? The moles have been experiencing some sort of strange transformations lately. Mm. They've oh, been shit. getting real loud and echoey whenever they dig. It's just like a thunderstorm. And the other day, I saw one of them was licking up some water, and he yelped and pulled his face back. And I swear to God, I saw lightning come out of his face. Hmm. Now, I tell you, it's been a while since I've been to the surface, but lightning was the scariest thing up there. It shouldn't be coming down here underneath the ground, you know what I mean? Correct me if I'm wrong, but this cave, you guys have the safest passage from here to the the west, is that correct? Well, we used to. Yeah, used to everybody, everything south of the wall through the, uh, through the old doors. We considered off limits, but everything on the north side was perfectly safe to cross. You could go right through to the other side of the mountain, other side of the hills. Are you this hospitable to everybody like us that travels oh, through absolutely. here? Absolutely. We've always had a good time with surface folk. Like I said, the dwarves used to come and mine here, and they really took good care of us. We still got all kinds of tools and stuff, and lots of people have familial relations with those uh, those dwarves. Going back Familiar, several eh? several generations, they'll still come and visit sometimes. Hmm. Huh. Have you ever have you ever seen? And I want to try and like catch a picture. Like I grab a pen or something off of her 
uh, apron. And I'm going to try and sketch a picture of the druid and kind of describe him to her and be like, have you seen a man that looks like this? Kind of a woodsy, older fellow with a big beard and looks like he just crawled out of a moss hole somewhere. <laughs> uh, she looks at it, she says, hmm, you know, I remember most folks that come through here and he, that face doesn't look real familiar. I'm, I'm not sure how good of an artist you are. Why don't you go ahead and make me a... Yeah. Uh, performance check i think would okay. probably be the best one all right 20 um she's 30, like 20. oh now that you put the beard on him i do believe i've seen him he's never stayed at my inn before but i believe he came through uh oh probably a month or so ago talking to old mr gold interesting you heard any rumors of what they might have been discussing Oh, no, I don't bother myself with political affairs. I'm just a humble old innkeeper. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I think I'm going to head up to my room, if that's okay with everybody else. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, you guys resting for mm-hmm. resting for the day and, you know, going to bop around town or anything. If there's anything else y'all want to do or any sort of digging or anything y'all want to do. Or... What's the plan? So, 7 p.m., we set out to find Fenton. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't take you guys long to find him. Uh, you ask around for him. They're like, oh, yeah, he's probably over. If he's not at his house, he's over at uh, over at his buddy's house. And uh, sure enough, you'll find him over at Tipple's place. Get some directions. And... Uh, when you walk up there, he's just kind of like petting down his uh, giant mole, Barnaby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, comb, combing his hair with a big uh, brush, and Barnaby's just like, loving every minute of it. And, uh, he says, oh, hi fellas, y'all feeling rested and ready to go? Yeah, let's check it out. And I want to pull the, the picture out of my pocket and show it to him. Be like, hey, Hey, Fenton, you ever seen a guy that looks like this? Um, and Fenton takes a, a look at it, and he's like, Yeah, 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 that's that's the druid. Yeah, that's what we know him as, too. What do you know about this guy? Oh, man, he's been the druid as long as I can remember. My whole life, at least. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, he comes by every great now and then, takes a look at things. You know, he takes care of everything. Uh, this whole region, I don't even know how far his... Uh, his reach spans he's got a lot of area to cover so he only comes by every oh i don't know less than once a year probably evil gandalf act a motherfucker <laughs> interesting well fenton why don't you lead us to this cobalt camp all right um yeah yeah we can definitely head that way like i said that we've been skirmishing with them They've laid traps and all sorts of nasty stuff between here and there, so it'll be slow going, but we should be able to get to them. So as you guys are passing from the, uh, through the, into this, uh, front entrance area, uh, where y'all first came in and you're coming in up that southern route from the door area 
Uh, Shadow notices something over by the entrance to the cave over here. It looks like a shadowy figure, uh, medium-sized, you know, humanoid-looking figure, dips around the corner towards the entrance of the cave. Huh. Show yourself. <laughs> Y'all just came from south. Hmm. I think we have some visitors. Keep your eyes out, lads. Yeah, okay. Fenton kind of steps behind you guys. He's like, I'm going to let you guys take the lead. I, I'm not much of a fighter. <laughs> you just tell us which God, way to go. Jesus. I'll, do, I'll do what I can, but... Alright, guys. Keep your eyes peeled. Um, can I run a perception check for any traps in front of me? Um, yeah, yeah, so you can basically perception out, like, 30 feet, um, in the darkness here and, and check for traps all around you. I remember seeing the, the jacks on the floor right. when the yep, kobolds yep. retreated last time, 22. Okay, um, so you look around and, yeah, everything seems pretty clear in this portion of the cave. Really feel like something may be right around here in these nooks and crevices. Where's the path that we're taking? Which way are we going? I'm following y'all. So, Fenton's like, yeah, that that's outside. If we want to get out of here, we need to head over toward, towards the uh, the west exit. The west or the north. Either one, they wrap back around. We've been seeing a lot more resistance straight west, so I don't know, north might be better, but that's where the kobolds ran off last time. Shadow's going to take a peek in some of these crevices. Okay, so uh, make me a uh, perception check. 17. Um, yeah, you don't you don't see anything in any of these crevices. It seems to be whatever you saw, um, you definitely don't see any uh, trace of it. Hmm. All right, guys, let's keep our eyes peeled. Watch out over here for Fenton. Are we going the way that the kobolds retreated earlier? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would normally recommend that way because we haven't seen much kobold activity up there. But since they retreated that way, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we want to. What do you think's the shortest path to their base? Uh, the shortest path would definitely be uh, straight west from here. Well, I'm a man that likes to take the shortest path. Well, there's land tax over there when they retreated, so keep your eyes peeled on the floor and the ceiling. Wouldn't be too hard for one of these stalactites to drop down on us. Alright, so you guys head off to the west. You're going through a fairly straight an open cave it's about 10 feet wide for the most part as you're walking down this cave for uh, a good bit it's probably about 30 minutes of walking before you come up to a a T I put you guys a little bit back from the T but alright guys give me just a second here let's see what one of our little friendly buddies can do Pull, Shadow pulls out his rust bag of tricks. 
pulls one of the fuzzballs out and tosses it on the ground right in front of him. And Fitton just is like, hell yeah. This is what I'm talking about. And a giant goat is going to be what pops up. Fuck yes. <laughs> Let me get you a giant goat. <laughs> what are you thinking, Shadow? You think this, this goat is a sacrificial lamb, so to speak? Well, you guys know the drill. Let me get a hold of this goat's rump real quick. I'm going to possess him. Y'all keep my body alive. We'll see what there is to see. And if he goes down, he goes down. Okay, so Shadow cast Beast Sense. Basically, possess him. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Alright, y'all ready to murder this goat? Okay, so... I've got control of the goat. And I, I, so and the goat doesn't have night vision, but I do. So I'm not really sure. <laughs> What's it say? I think it says you get their senses, including any like of their Can senses. Can we give the goat night vision? Can I put my dark vision goggles on the goat? Oh, yes. You, you're gonna, <laughs> you could oh, lose I was gonna them, make though. you do an animal handling check, but if he already is taking control of it, yeah, you can, you can put the night vision goggles on the goat. Oh my oh god. My. We're about to, we're about to see this goat. Our show, this goat's about to go on a Sam Fisher mission. I wish that our show was big enough that we had like people that did fan art because this oh, was yes. big show. Oh, dude. No, can I'm totally imagine? drawing a goat with four with can the goggles and GP and VGs on. Hell yeah. God, please do. PNVGs. Uh, okay, right. so the ghost got his goggles on. He's moving forward, and y'all are okay. watching my lifeless avatar body. Yeah, Solik takes a defensive position right in front of Shadow. Hey, right. you kind of got to defend me, too. I'm blind now. Yeah, I'm in front of all. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm like, you don't have night vision like, anymore. So, so you come to another T uh, off to the left. All it left. looks. Okay. <laughs> looks like it's just a. Uh, path off to the right there was a bit of an opening uh, make me a less. perception check okay it's ah. perception checks it's passive perception is 11 um yeah that's good enough so you, you notice off to the left there's a tiny little opening about you know probably only two feet high by about two feet wide and uh, it's too small for your giant goat form to squeeze into but it looks like there's a little you you look up in there and there's a little passageway leading off to the uh to the left but it's okay. really small like your your giant goat form wouldn't fit at all and you think like body knock could probably squeeze but you and Talik couldn't fit at all like you couldn't even squeeze in okay interesting interesting um, so you come around the corner there and there's a little dead end and you go over there and you see another one of those little tiny openings. Um, again, about two right feet here. by two feet. Yeah. You're, are you using your cartography tools with the goat to map this for us? Yes. <laughs> so you come up to this next part and there's a big opening here. Oh, um, no. 
it seems to go off in several different uh, directions. As you move forward a little bit, you see a little red glow up ahead coming out of what appears to be a couple of forges. As you get close with your night vision, you see that there's forging equipment here. There's some anvils and hammers Hmm. and whatnot. Um, And then it goes on a little bit further. Hey, can I... Hold on, Sam. Can I try and cast message to the goat? I was looking at that. It's a 120-foot range... Whisper in his lifeless body's ear. Yeah. Oh man, how does that work? Can you talk? What does it say about your senses, Seth, on Beast Sense? It says that while perceiving through the Beast Senses, you gain the benefit of any special senses possessed by that creature, though you are blinded and deafened to your own surroundings. Damn. But blinded and. Yeah, but message. What does message say? It's telepathic communication. Now, if it breaks my concentration... It won't break your concentration because it's his spell. Let me read it to you exactly. Yeah. (laughs) uh, We're getting into some weird shit. It says, you point your finger towards the creature within range, which is 120 feet. The target and only the target hears the message and can reply in a whisper that you can only hear. You can cast this message through solid objects if you are familiar with the target and know it is beyond the barrier. So... Someone you yeah, know. but he's over 120 feet away now. I just measured. He's like 200 feet away now. Well, I was going to say it. I just didn't want to interrupt y'all when he was like, found yeah. that first little crawly hole. R- right, right, right. Um, but I'm going to say that you can do it to Shadow. I'm going to mm-hmm. say that you can... It's telepathic? You can tell- yeah. I don't... Yeah, why, why wouldn't you be able to? Because my brain didn't travel with the goat. I'm telepathically Ooh, cool. communicating with the goat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, go for so, it. So I, I'm just going to look at Shadow kind of, and, and instead of we just did all that talking, I just look at Shadow and I'm like, I wonder if he could hear this. And I'm like, Shadow, can you hear this? And I cast message at him. You've got to stop doing that without warning me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see? What do you see up there? This big ass goat can't fit through any of these little holes, but there's some forges. There's definitely activity going I want to poke around a little bit more. Yes, and let then me tell get you, my this, ass back. There's okay. another exit off to the the west that looks big enough that your big goat body could go down, and then there's another one over to the north. So there's a. Um, so you head up north a little ways, and you see a big opening. It looks like there's a a goes left and right and loops around, and you keep walking. Come on, man. We're getting antsy back here. I'm coming. And you come back around, and this is the big opening that you saw earlier. All right. Uh, So the goat is going to do his charge attack. Oh! Okay. To zoom across this opening. So his normal movement is 40 feet. Charge attack gives him 20 additional feet. Okay. All right. so he's gonna he's gonna charge sixty feet. Okay, across so he this thing takes off running across this thing, and he makes it to right here before he um falls into a <laughs> pit trap of spikes. While he's and doing his charge, 
Yeah. Damn. So he runs. He's running, and um, he hears twigs snap underneath him. And I need him to make a uh, DC. Well, I won't tell you the DC. He needs to make a dexterity saving throw to keep from falling into the trap. And since you did the sprinting thing, I'll give you advantage on the uh, on the save. Well, he has sure-footed, so he would have advantage anyway. Well, that's cool. Um, so he gets plus zero, so it's to dexterity. So it's just a d20 with advantage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does he have a plus zero? Dang. He doesn't have dexterity? I'm kind of surprised. 19, oh, 15. Um, 15 makes it, so he, and it starts to stumble underneath, and then he just gracefully leaps over it, um, and keeps going, and the, but the line that you had drawn earlier, so yes, he steps on another one right there, that's, that's right where another one is, so I need to make another one. Okay. (laughs) I'm telling Sonic, I'm going to go down, go down. <laughs> I'm, and Body Mock's like, what's happening? He's got my fucking goggles. 18, 18. <laughs> so he's just like leaps over this one as it crumbles out from underneath him, gracefully jumping over to the right past it. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's the end of that move. But he's, so then since he's not in initiative, he's going to move another 40 feet real quick. Okay, and uh, moving over there, he uh, he he doesn't step on anymore. Okay, and so Shadow's pretty good with his bearings. He knows where he is. He's gonna come wandering back. Goat Scout, there he is. He's back, Body Knock. I know you can't do shit down here. Body Knock grabs his goggles <laughs> he off. Gear back up. <laughs> Fucking goat. Um, Body not grabs like, his goggles and the and the ghost just like <laughs> and then Shadow releases him. He's like, guys, that was close. I'm glad it was him and not us. The ghost just like, what was it? Like looking around. Fucking Viet Cong. <laughs> Charlie was out there in the fucking caves, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, take us the safest way. Let's get the hell out of here. Well, I hate to tell you this, but there's probably going to be punchy sticks everywhere. So get your light footed tapping dancing shoes on and let's get gigging. Following you, Goat Scout. Okay. So right there on the right are the punchy sticks, but there was some kind of weird basilisk tail sticking up we might need to check out maybe not let's just go this other way did you say there were some little passages body knock could squeeze himself through fucking tunnel tunnel rat shit this is Vietnam what the fuck hey Finn (laughs) yeah yeah any chance you could uh, leverage your digging techniques and open this passage up for us a little bit? Yeah, sure. Let me see what I can do. And he uh, kind of starts digging away at it and digs out a little bit of an opening and slips through a little bit. And he comes back out and he's like, oh, man, looks like it goes on for a little ways. It's going to be a lot of digging. It's uh, It's real narrow the whole way. 
Some place is only like a foot wide. Hard stone. I could probably do it, but it might take some time. Well, just come back if we need to. Let me show you... Talik, these forges up here. Flip through here. Or try. You guys want me to look... Fucking try to... Yeah, check it out. Yeah, so you can go in there. You'll just be... Uh, you'll be what's considered squeezing. Because um, it's really narrow. Which just means you, you move at half speed. And then if you get into any scuffles, there's some special rules on... Alright, well, I'm gonna pull out my flashlight and Colt 1911. And... <laughs> just make sure you step where I step, body knock. Or Tala. So, where's this hole at, Sam? Um, it is right back here. While we're walking, I look over to uh, Shadow and Fenton. I'm like, hey, have you guys ever heard of this thing called Zimiphobia? Oh my god. No, I can't say that I have, young one. Zimiphobia is a fear of the great mole rat. What do you think about that, Fenton? Fenton's like, oh, we don't talk about him. Oh! I think I just oh. caught a little touch of Zimiphobia myself, Shadow. <laughs> um, what's your, uh, what, you, you moving through this thing, Mr.? Yeah, I was gonna ask you what am I like? So I've got my my Google's back on. What am I seeing? Um, you just—it's just a real narrow cave. I mean, I can't really like practice uh, maneuver my characters on here. To, right, hellfire. So. so you start making your way around it, um, and it seems to go around the corner here and uh, lead off to the the south a little bit, but then start wrapping back around. And uh, before you know it, you've actually gone all the way around and come back out the other side. And you actually hear them talking about Zimiphobia <laughs> up in the the chamber ahead of you. Alright, so this is just kind of a bypass. Yeah, it looks like there's some sort like, of... Whoa, little... whoa, whoa! I hear something! It's <laughs> <laughs> old body knock. Uh... Yeah, so that's just like a rat tunnel, guys. Rat well, maybe, tunnel. Maybe if we maybe if we need to escape or something, you could slip your little ass back through there at some point. Maybe. I don't I don't know if our new friend Fenton really likes the word rat very much. <laughs> He's a little rat mini. <laughs> yeah. What do you make of this, Talek? So you walk up to these forges and it appears to be two uh, like ancient dwarven forges and there's a a warm glow coming from inside of uh, these slit slatted doors uh, with real narrow slats in them you can peer in and it looks like there's a crucible of this shining shimmering golden liquid uh, inside of it and uh, on the front there's a couple of uh, knobs on it. There's two larger knobs with uh, some writing underneath the two knobs, and then there's one smaller knob with some other writing underneath it. Do any of y'all speak Dwarvish? Yes. No, I don't. I do. 
Okay, so let me let me uh, make sure. I don't. Um, yeah, it looks like you do. Yeah, I think I do. Okay, so you I recognize the uh, symbol underneath the two large knobs to say burner. At least uh, that's the the best translation you can come up with from dwarven to common. And then the other one you definitely know it says air. Hmm. Benton, I thought that the copper mining was long gone in this area. He says, yeah, I, I, I haven't really... I've never seen these forges running before. That's a little bit odd, for sure. You think the kobolds have been in here doing something? I'd never put it past them. They're crafty little bastards. Can I, can I do an investigation or a perception check and see what the hot liquid metal is? Um, sure, yeah. Okay. Which one would you prefer? Uh, why don't you make me an investigation check? Put okay. your tongue to it. Check it. <laughs> 13. Yes, you're looking in there, and from what you can tell, it you think it's gold. Gold? No, there's a gold. Yeah, a, a big crucible of gold. You're like, damn, if you poured that out... There's, you know, some molds around. You could pour it into a mold. It'd be a pretty serious chunk of gold, you think? Huh. Well, let's do it. Shadow, this old ass is getting uncomfortable. He is going to actually. Now, are we in caves or tunnels? Are we not in mountains since we're under a mountain? We're not in my favorite terrain, right? Yeah, this is definitely caves are different. Okay, so uh, Shadow is going to go ahead and cast Primeval Awareness, which is going to give him one mile in every direction, Damn. and it's going to let him sense whether there's any type of aberration, celestial, dragon, elemental, fey, fiends, or undead. Within a mile of you. Damn. Yeah, if I'm in the mountains, it's six miles. Okay. Wow. That's what awesome. kind of... Okay, so you cast that. Do you know, like, what kind it is? Like, what's what kind of senses The feature do does not... It, I I know what it is, but you know I don't know what where... Of those types it is. I don't know where or how many. Okay. Like, if there's three so, standing next to each other, I would not know. Gotcha. So, you get... A, a sense from pretty far away but you you sense the presence of an aberration boom 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 holy shit boys what is it shadow what there's an aberration I can't tell you what kind putting his hand to the ground like a like an uh, old western listening to yeah. the ground I can't, I, yeah, Shadow stands up and brushes his legs off real calmly, just says it's an aberration, but I can't tell you what kind. I can tell you it's in the direction we're about to head. That's all, that's all I, I have an idea of. And that's just a sense. I can't promise you how many there are or what we're going to find when we get there. But it's a long way off, so we might not encounter it, but it is definitely something to keep our senses about. Ooh. I don't like this place. Poopy. <laughs> All right. I think 
it's okay with the dungeon master, I think it's been long enough for me to bring out a, the drift globe. Oh yeah, you'll rest it, right? So. Yeah, I mean, technically, it's the next dawn. Oh, it's a dawn item. Listen to and the drift. Globe. I'm a little out of sorts on where we're at on dawns. I do think we passed. I think we've spent a night in here. No, y'all came in. You did the scuffle. No, it's, no. We've so only been in here for like twelve before. hours. Y'all did the scuffle like early in the morning. Oh, at like okay. eight a.m. Yeah, it's only like nine p.m. I'm I'm gonna be a rule stickler this time. I know it's okay. not my norm, but that's fair. No, no, it's that's a dawn fair. item. It's a dawn item. All right, guys, let's uh, let's head west. I'm following you. Goat man. So what's kind of y'all's y'all's order here? So it's it's Shadow and the Goat, and then <laughs> then Talak, and then Fenton, and then Body Knock. Yeah, I'm making sure Fenton doesn't do anything sketchy. <laughs> kill him if he does. So you guys are walking. When you get about there, Seth, I'm going to stop you. Oh god, to go slow on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, feel a slight tug on your ankle as you step forward and hear a chunk. What's your immediate action? Uh, full on strength straight to the ceiling. Trying to jump as high as you can? Yep. Okay. So you jump up as this huge blade on two long wooden arms with a pivot point in the ceiling imagine like a swing and the the part you would sit on is a giant blade comes swinging down from the ceiling about four feet off the ground what's your what's your vertical <laughs> i is it over four feet is the question i think it's your strength modifier is your vertical I don't know that we've discussed it yet. I've only discussed, only discussed how far I can jump, not how high I can jump. Uh, right. You leave it in the air, number of feet equal to three plus your strength modifier. Oh, three oh, plus three plus your strength modifier. Okay. My so, strength modifier is plus three. Yeah, so you plus jump six feet in there. So I'm gonna say. You jump over this thing. You don't even have to Holy make. shit! You don't even have to make the save. <laughs> you made the the perfect click choice. And is it in front of me? I'm not close enough. Let's see. You're you're about ten feet back. Yeah, so it, you can easily just like it comes swooping at your face, but just I'm barely, like, oh, you know, tries to catch your hair. But you. you but what's the goat back. doing? Is it just doing what oh, I shit, do? How tall is a giant goat? Oh, it's tall, but it also has a six foot vertical. Yeah, but I, I don't think you're it not. Would. You don't have beast sense on him. So he's just yeah, he's just doing what goat does. I rolled for it and he doesn't even <laughs> notice the thing swinging. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's he's mutton. Oh, oh, no. OK, Um. let's see. So it actually is going to roll an attack against him. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He 
takes... No! He takes 26 damage. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it didn't hit you. So Shadow leaps into the air like the most elite NBA player you've ever seen <laughs> in the world as this thing swings down. And when it hits the goat's anus, it just begins slicing. And when it goes through, two halves of the goat just fall <laughs> on the like side. Like a slab of meat, just like... Dunk, dunk. I'm like... No. And unfortunately for our, our meat loving part part members of our party, it poofs into thin air. Oh. I, mean, I was about to say, let's make some sausage. <laughs> yeah, make, no. These damn vegetarians. They 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 poof. All like just screams out. He's like, no, Scruffy. <laughs> he named it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Shadow. Man. Hey, just to give ourselves a quick plug, please take a moment and give us a follow on Instagram. It's at DNDN Dummies. And also, please rate and review our show on whatever podcast app you are using and tell a friend about the show. It really helps us out and it's a free way to show us some love. Thanks. To be continued on the next episode of Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies. Find out what happens to our party next week.